Hey, this is Kevin Couchman of the podcast, Get This. It's a show about things people are thankful for today uh, because I'm coming to you from the St. Paul studio next to the growing tent city in the capital of the great state of Minnesota on Thursday, November 26th, which can only mean that we're having an illicit turkey. We're having an illegal turkey. Uh, and I'm joined by my uh, my good friend, friend of the show, classic podcast uh, host himself, Brad Kelly. Brad, how are you? I'm pretty good, man. Feeling yeah. grateful, feeling um, a little paranoid. You know, I, I was uh, I was driving in my car earlier. I saw a cop, and I was like, reminded me of being a young man when I was doing illegal things. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so it's good. Keeps you on your toes. You know, keeps you feeling alive. They really yeah. drilled into our brains, didn't they? They really got us this year. <laughs> they did. I consider me got. Yeah. <laughs> My, you look like the, so you're dressed right now for people who are listening and not watching on YouTube, although get this is on YouTube. Uh, you look like that, that Doomer character, uh, the, the, the meme uh, guy. With, <laughs> you're wearing the hoodie. About. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You gave up smoking, but I mean, if you had continued smoking and drinking yeah. the way that yeah. we had in grad school, you yeah. would look like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of like beady eyed and like blown out and just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, you, you got the beer there. That's good. Yep. Yeah. 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 That. yeah well, might... there was a, there was a time where oh. I could have zigged and that's where I'd be. And I, for whatever reason, grace of God, I mm. zagged. Right. You, z- you zagged to the gym, I think is what you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You got cut. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's good. So it is Thanksgiving, and uh, Brad comes on the show periodically here. Typically, this is an interview podcast where I talk to somebody about something they love, but I thought Brad and I hadn't connected in a while, so it was overdue yeah. to sort of uh, catch up. And you're, Brad, you're an author, and of course, you are, you're in Michigan still, correct? I am. I am in the Detroit area. Yeah, yeah, full circle. Mm, so, how, how's the vibe out there? It's, you know, it's okay. It's, uh, you know, they still see Trump flags. So that's interesting. And so, you know, I don't know what's what I, I find myself curious what those people are feeling like. But, hmm. you know, it's surprisingly, you know, we had what I feel like during all of this, not that I've been anywhere else since March, but I feel like we've got like less tension and paranoia and stress than other places for some reason. I don't have any good explanation for that. I don't mean to be uh, negative here, but isn't the baseline in Detroit is a certain degree of. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on your zip code, but yeah, yeah. There, I, that's true. Yeah. I mean, we're in the twin cities right now and everybody uh, on the coast and things is freaking out about the long, dark winter. And everyone here just goes, oh, yeah? Well, yeah, what then? Really? Oh, yeah. really? You know, it's going to be a, a long, dark winter. Yeah. Don't, you, don't you know? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's always, the, it's always a long, dark winter here. What are you, oh, yeah, same here, really man. Gonna, yeah. 5.30 p.m., it's getting dark. Right. I mean, typically, yeah. you'd have bowling alleys. You'd have curling. Yeah. We are missing a lot of stuff here. In addition yeah. to the churches and everything, I find it fascinating, uh, for example, that strip clubs are open in California and yeah, churches are not. Yeah, did, you, did you see this story on uh, the tweeters about the pastor who yes. held his <laughs> service at a strip club? Yes. And there was, Wonderful. Some note, there was some note about, and I don't know if this was a joke or what, but there was some, some bit in there about how in order to be in compliance with the regulations, he took off his tie, right? <laughs> like, like as a strip tease. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> that guy is that guy is whoever that guy is he is based I will yeah, tell you. correct yeah. yeah based like turkey turkey based yeah, <laughs> yeah. right yeah. well what do you do and i don't want you to say anything i preface in pre-production for every episode guests will tell you i warn people i say hey look if if you say something that's going to get you arrested or uh, is going to uh, get you to lose your job i will edit it out Although I prefer not to, so I don't want you to to talk too much about your Thanksgiving if <laughs> if right. you're afraid of the thinky police coming right. coming at you, or the literal police coming at you. But what did you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, we went up to uh, my my lovely wife and I went up to uh, my parents who live not too far from the city of Detroit, and uh, we basically hung out in their living room while they hung out in the kitchen so we had about 10 feet of distance and uh you know when we wore our masks except when we were eating and um my mom handled everything usually like you know there'd be i would help with dishes and that kind of stuff but just to keep distance she sort of like brought us out food and wearing a mask and gloves and then like went back into the kitchen and we were close enough we were able to talk and stuff but it felt weird Mm -hmm. for sure it felt like vaguely prison visitation ish Mm. like i feel like that's what prison visitation is like in like norway not not an american prison yes of course yeah yeah in a civilized country (laughs) right right yeah i let's just pause there and say that we do hope that gislaine maxwell is having a wonderful thanksgiving and i hope that she she remembers to say grace uh before (laughs) they shake her awake did you every 15 minutes every what what is that i mean that's that's torture that that was an odd story i'm yeah i don't know what to make of that well also do you really need to wake someone up to determine whether they're alive or not like (laughs) you know what i mean like if that's what it's for right Mm -hmm. and and i'm not i'm not gonna stand up on a soapbox demanding the gislaine maxwell's human rights i really don't care but like really you gotta wake her up completely and then like what she's gotta like couldn't you put a a mirror in front of her face every 15 minutes don't they get like how do in hospitals how do they know people are alive in hospitals well it is it is possible that this is part of the the lizard person theory right she may they may have to wake her up every 15 minutes dude yeah, she might not have a pulse that's true we're going down a yeah. deep hole especially if the prison is cold if, the, if right. it, her body temperature yeah, may yeah she just the, gradually is just shutting down you know it's right like, like a snake they, they don't die but if it's 50 degrees out they kind of like semi-hibernate right Maybe somebody comes things. in and just hits her with a little stick every 15 minutes <laughs> 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 She's she's alive. <laughs> that was good. It was good because that that snake accent was the accent of a British socialite snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured. I've been practicing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, you really nailed it. That was the the RP accent of the, of the snake. Right. So we got that out of the way. Uh, what I what I've been doing this week. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, is oh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> is I'm preparing. I'm preparing for Davos. Uh, I'm very excited about that. I was just Are you doing at a the... PowerPoint there. Mm-hmm. No, I'm yeah. doing a yeah, I'm doing a keynote mm-hmm. okay. at Davos, okay. and uh, it's on the subject of big thinky for the next future. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was looking at their website. And it's just so miserable. You can just see 
the bug man quality, the bug yeah. person quality yeah. coming off of their pages. Look at, if you want to have fun, go to the World Economic Forum website, oh, WE God. Forum, and go to yeah. the careers section. Woo, doggy. Okay. Wow. Mm. Yeah. WE Forum, careers. All right. So Davos, um, Davos is, what is the official, like, what does Davos purport to be? It's the annual, Davos. it's the annual Dave Matthews band, uh, Juggalo, meeting, meeting got, the Juggalos. It's gotten really out of hand. It took a direction nobody really <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think it's there. I think it's the annual World Economic Summit Forum, I think, or World okay. Economic Forum Summit or whatever. I don't know. Uh, you could, you're on the website. You can find yeah. out. Let me. Uh, Davos and World Economic Forum are like. I, I, possibly it could be no, that the WEF or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'd have to look it up. Uh, let me, uh, I'm going to pull up my screen and we'll have a gander. Uh, because why not? I'm on the W the World Economic Forum. Well, mm-hmm. I just want to say I'm grateful for the world on this Thanksgiving Day. I'm grateful for the World Economic Forum. I'm sure they're yes. doing a lot of great things. Right. I, things are going so well that I, I appreciate anyone who's been involved in quote unquote planning the future for the last mm-hmm. 60 years. Mm-hmm. Excellent mm-hmm. work, boys. Yeah, uh, I like that they have a manifesto. Mm, what does their manifesto say? I, it's well, it's the Davos manifesto. So let's see what we got here. Um, is that it? What is going on here? Oh, there was an economic forum. Oh, it's .org, of course. Yeah, well. All right, well, let's have a look here. Let's go to the careers section. Let's see here. Oh, no, they do have a manifesto. That seems like a good place to start. Yeah. And can you see my screen? I can, yeah. All right. Well, to coincide, well, nothing to see there. Clash Schwab. (laughs) Yeah, so you got to yeah. go up. If you scroll mm. up a little bit, there's a little oh. tab up there. That's oh, there's that another tab. Actual manifesto. Okay, let's read the manifesto. Okay. I'm very excited. Well, it doesn't appear to. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. There, maybe everything's up in the air. Oh, no, here we are. <laughs> the universal purpose of a company in the fourth industrial revolution. Oh, it's the new manifesto. Jesus. Oh, wow. Well, this wow. is quite long. It's got bullet. It's like... Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but let's read the very beginning of it. And uh, the purpose of a company is to engage all its stakeholders in shared and sustained value creation. In creating such value, a company serves not only its shareholders, but all its stakeholders, employees, customers, suppliers, local communities, and society at large. The best way to understand and harmonize the divergent interests of all stakeholders is through a shared commitment to policies and decisions that strengthen the long-term prosperity of a company. Hmm. So they're trying to move the definition of corporate policy writ large. The purpose of a company now is to, that's so interesting. It doesn't sound bad. Not necessarily. I mean, honestly, it sounds... Uh, it sounds like 50% just like kind of corporate bullshit. Like we need to shift our paradigm to a synergistic, you know, like one of those things that doesn't actually say anything. It sound, but it does sound to me like they are bringing, and I don't, I'm not using this word in a boogeyman way. They're bringing socialist principles into the corporate ideology is what it sounds like. They want the corporations to behave more holistically as like a citizen with 
with interdependencies on other citizens. Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. So this is Which the, I think mm-hmm. and on the face of it, you know, that's mm. I guess that's fine. I mean, I don't, Yeah, I'm not so sure. I, I don't know. I, I, the the general aesthetic of this website makes me want to grab a shotgun. Dude, it I'll is a really, really bad website, isn't it? Yeah, it it just ma- it makes you feel like somebody else has a better idea of how your life should be lived than you do. The whole thing just oozes <laughs> this kind of bureaucratic, technocratic right. Right. version. I've yeah. seen website websites like this. I've been around them. Uh, and it is a, a sort of a gross quality to this. I, I'm going to read the, the number C or letter C here. Okay. There's a lot more to this. Yeah. A, a company, I find this interesting. A company that has a multinational scope of activities not only serves all those stakeholders who are directly engage, engaged, but acts itself as a stakeholder together with governments and civil society of our global future. Corporate global citizenship requires a company to harness its core competencies, its entrepreneurship skills, and relevant resources in collaborative efforts with other companies and stakeholders to improve the state of the world. So it's not just your job to sell widgets uh, in uh, Duluth and uh, somewhere in Canada, right, in Winnipeg. You also have to be thinking about the global future uh, and other stakeholders uh, globally, uh, I find this just very interesting. This is, uh, this is globalism. This is yeah. really, when, it's not some uh, made up conspiracy theory. I mean, and they, they put it all right here on this website. Yeah. Uh, is, mm-hmm. is the World Economic Forum also the originator of this phrase I've been seeing bouncing around the internet of, um, in the future, you will own nothing and be happy? Yes, I believe that that is. So I think, I think the point is that this language in this manifesto is for the C-suite and for the HR people and for yeah. the shareholders. Uh, but for us, they want us to know we're going to be renters forever. You're not going right. to own that Tesla. You're going to lease yeah. it. You're yeah. not going to own that house. You're going to rent it. And right. you're going to have to have uh, the approved monitoring device, uh, right. you know, from the, you know, the whole grid, just the Panopticon grid yeah. that they've been. Uh, they well, well, I mean, yeah. are you saying you don't want to participate in the global future? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't even think we're allowed to go to Canada. I can't, yeah, yeah, go to the, I, I can't even go to the store <laughs> without wearing a mask. Pretty soon we're going to have to have, the chip you have to have your paper do you have your papers you want you want to come to sydney you must have your papers right 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 it's happening yeah uh so i don't know however i have decided because i'm morally bankrupt completely there's nothing left um (laughs) (laughs) i have decided that i i want a career okay uh with so let's see here oh god these these wow they look oh see this is the thing this is why i'm never gonna uh, be part of this world is that I can't stand putting on a lanyard. No, they're, uh, yeah. I, yeah. You know how like in movies when Dracula gets like a Bible, like holy water tossed on him and it's mm-hmm. just, ah! it's, that would be a, a lanyard if I were to put a lanyard. Right. Around. A lanyard is my crucifix. Right. Right. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to be anywhere where I have to put a lanyard on. Outside yeah. of maybe like a theater camp kind of a sure yeah, yeah I'm joking I would yeah, do of course. it but yeah. I don't want to have to do it wow. every day that's a really big apply here button yeah, yeah they really want you to apply uh, I, I the, think, yeah what are but where are the, the careers so they are <laughs> did you just say where are the jobs because that's <laughs> perfect <laughs> that's exactly it 
There are no careers. This is all smoke and mirrors. Oh, yeah. that's a lot of the, the jobs are in Japan, actually. Well, oh, okay, all right. But I, I don't see any jobs, though. Yeah, you got to click on the apply here, and then it will take oh. you. It will oh, take oh. you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm obviously not intelligent enough to yeah, no. work. You've already failed, actually. Agile Governance Project Lead, Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution. What is the Fourth Industrial Revolution, man? That's, oh, let's go. That sounds like some Steve Bannon stuff. Well, let's, yeah, let's dig into Doesn't that it? next, Brad Kelly. I'm thankful for the Fourth Industrial Revolution. I'm sure it's going to lift up everybody in the tent city across from where I live. <laughs> in the capital of the state of Minnesota. Uh, hmm. I mean, you should tell them there's at least 11 jobs here. You should tell some of those people in the tent mm-hmm. city that they could right. they should right. apply here. Why haven't you cleaned your room and, right. and gotten a job as project lead, data policy, and blockchain yeah. regular center for the fourth industrial revolution and global network, Mumbai? What are the, what are the, like, what would, kind of experience previous experience yeah these these jobs are not for you and me i'll tell you that much any of the people in the tent city across the street Mm. have um let's see it says here do they have a passion for impact (laughs) that's something that they have do they have a passion for impact well they i do hear some fighting at the end of the night on the reg and occasionally (laughs) there are some loud noises and by the way we're not i'm not mocking these people this is this is a terrible thing. Minnesota is very cold in the winter. Yeah. They, they set up some porta potties over there. I don't know what's what's oh, happening or what's being yeah. done. Yeah. I'm not mocking right. them either. And we're I don't not, think you are. I no. think what we're mocking is the out of touchness of the sorts of people who run something like the World mm-hmm. Economic Forum yes. for what is actually happening for the average person. Right. Yeah. yeah these are That's all I'm mocking. These are all master's degree jobs for people yeah. coming out of Ivy League schools uh, or the equivalent in, in Japan, I assume, or, or Oxford or whatever, uh, to go and work directly with uh, big international power, I assume. Um, project lead, fourth industrial revolution for agriculture, India. Fascinating. Well, so let's, so now we got to figure out what the fourth industrial revolution is, Brad. Yeah. Shall yeah. we? All right. I'm going to stop sharing and uh, take some guesses. I mean, I can, mm. I can make some guesses. Well, what, so why don't we guess first? That'll be, that'll well, be fun. I mean, it's got, it's obviously it's got something to do. Here's, here's one get part of the guess I have. It doesn't have anything to do with making anything mm. would be Ooh. my guess. Right. It probably has to do with managing what already exists and lowering yeah. the expectations of the developed world. Would be yeah. Right. Not that they would say that overtly. Mm-hmm. And then it also probably has a lot to do with like re re-engineering already existing products, whether that's genetically modifying things, which mm-hmm. I'm not entirely against. Um, but also it probably means big data and also probably means, um, roping roping more people and resources into the internet of things right and also but for the developing world getting them banked because right now there are unbanked people so we got to get them into right banking but maybe that banking looks more like a kind of uh crypto or something that we they can sort of monitor and track and and all the rest the the one job in the united states by the way i'm still on the page because i'm i might apply the one job is uh in the united states is quite telling platform curator curator future of consumption oh yeah 
future of yep. consumption. That's it. In, in the future, you will own nothing and you will be happy. That's what they're saying. Which, listen, if, isn't that the name of like a Radiohead album from the early aughts? <laughs> what? In the future, you will own nothing and it's be a, happy. It's, it could be a song. Yeah. yeah that sounds like the, uh, yeah. The, Bitter, better, happier or whatever. Right, right. Yes. You're, you're yeah. talking about uh, OK Computer. Yes. Wow. It, this is just wonderful. Let me, let me see here. Wow. It's so, and, and there must be like five fonts on this page. It's horribly designed. <laughs> let me see. This is, this, this corporate HREs, by the way, it just makes me want to like, it always makes me feel stabby. This, mm. this sentence, self-starter and organized thrives in highly dynamic environments. Okay. Ah. Ah. All those now, are just made up. Here's one master's degree from a leading university. There you go. We're going to, we're going to decide, decide what a leading university is. Right. Right. Yeah. What pure hell on earth are these people? And they really have a plan for you and me. I've been near it. And well, that's, it's, yeah. that's what I they don't have a like. They plan is, uh, for us. That, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the part that I don't like is like, mm. wait, so these people are the ones that are deciding what happens. Well, and then when you yeah. meet them, they're the most humorless, ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. buggy people. With yeah. all the neuroses and all the problems yeah. of everybody else. And in addition to that, they're this, and I'm one to talk, but they're this urban, unrooted class of people who don't really have any way to relate to the people that they purport to manage. Right. I think I, I, we should look up the number of Americans who actually ever like move out of their state. It's not 90% of people who do no, that. Very few. Lot, yeah, a lot of people stay planted yeah. and don't go and get the master's degree from the Yeah, and they don't, they don't go move to some IQ shredder in the, you know, pre-planned <laughs> uh, Blade Runner-esque. Right. Blade Runner with, with no clouds-esque mm, yeah. dystopia. Well, okay, so what is, so I, I think that you made some good guesses about the fourth industrial Re revolution. Should we look it up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, industrial revolution okay well that that does seem to be oh it's a book from klaus schwab ah this, the, oh this seems to be this seems to be an organization about this this one dude yeah, this seems yeah. to be this one dude's thinky leader think think yeah uh, yeah place okay so he, this right. is a guy who's just found figured out a way to like leverage other people's money basically hmm yeah ah uh, he is the executive chairman of the world economic forum hmm all right. Well, I mean, anybody could say that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dude, it is just, it is modern life is a, you are playing super Mario brothers and you are hopping from block to block trying yeah. to avoid cults. Right. I don't, it's a cult. I, yes. Every year we meet in Davos right. and we listen to Herr Schwab. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Know. And then what are you doing to further the fourth industrial revolution? Have you right. read the book? Right. You know, I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? Yes. You have more money than God. See, this is the thing people have to realize cults have a lot of money. There are cults yeah. with a heck of a lot, of, and, and you can even be one of these people who goes, oh, the Catholic Church is the biggest cult. Okay, great. They've got a lot of money. They can, yeah. You can be on the payroll of a cult for a long time and not yeah. even know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you swallowed the Kool-Aid. Right. Well, so let's see what it is. So it's Industry 4.0, yeah. ongoing automation of traditional yeah. manufacturing and industrial practices. So truck driver, forget about it. That's yeah. not a job for you right. in the future. Uh, yeah. Large-scale machine-to-machine communication. Mm -hmm. And Internet the of things. Internet of Things, uh, integrated for increased automation, improved communication, and, and self-monitoring. 
and production of smart machines that can analyze and diagnose issues without the need for human intervention. So no, forget about your job, yeah. uh, plumber, yeah. plumbing jobs. Yeah. Well, uh, yep. I think about this a lot because this sort of thing a lot, because in one sense on paper, I'm in favor of automating a bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If, and, and if, and David Graeber talks about this. I mean, you're familiar with David Graeber from like, well, the he, of course, he, yeah, he, pays, he passed away. Yeah. Yeah. For the and, homie. And, yeah. yeah. And he's an interesting guy. I mean, you know, he's a little bit of more of an anarchist than maybe I would consider myself, but you know, the one thing he's talking, he talks about is there were a lot of thinkers in the early part of the 20th century who said that we would basically by now be working 15 hour weeks. That's it. The gains are not equitably distributed. Right. The plumber, the plumber, they don't say to the plumber, Hey, we don't need plumbers anymore. So how about you just work like 10 hours a week? You make the same living you did because all the money, the same amount of money is in circulation and you provide like a kind of a management or you provide like a customer service, human face to the thing or, or and a backup should the machine fail. Yeah. Machine Instead, fail. it's just like, dude, go pound sand. We don't need you anymore. Go learn to code. Right. Yeah. You know? And, and they don't, t- right. And that guy votes for Trump, and then they, right. in the media, degrade, you degrade right. him methodically right. For, right. for years. Yeah, crazy. So if the World Economic Forum people were saying as part of this fourth industrial revolution, like, hey, we got to then sort of redistribute and some of these funds because they're way higher profit margins because we don't need people to do these jobs anymore. So we have to figure out a way to keep everybody afloat. And maybe the thing is, hey, everybody only works 20 hours a week now. I might be in favor of that. But that's not what it that's is. That's not what they're talking about. Yeah. Maybe you'll get the UBI, but then there'll be hyperinflation yeah. and et cetera, right. et cetera. Well, I like this. So here are some challenges to Industry 4.0. Uh, this is interesting. Social privacy concerns, surveillance and distrust, general reluctance to change by stakeholders. Uh, don't call, I don't want to be called a stakeholder by anybody. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. I'm a stakeholder. You, you brought up Dracula earlier. Earlier, I am a stakeholder in that sense. I have a stake and I'm going to drive it through your goddamn heart if you drive this stuff further down our throat. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the stake that I'm holding because we're not, we really aren't joking. It's yeah. getting to a point where it's, it's going to, yeah, right. Um, this is interesting. This is a social threat of redundancy of the corporate IT department. So what he's saying is that they're, they're what they're su- suggesting here is that because redundancy in the UK, which is, you know, the global blah, 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 redundant, redundancy means you're out of work. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. So threat of redundancy of the corporate IT department. So they're saying if you, if you get rid, you're going to need the IT people. T- this is my guess. You're going to need the IT people to implement the thing that will take their jobs away. Right. And how are they going to go along with that? Or are they going to, you know, burn their looms or whatever? <laughs> burn their looms. Yeah. Yeah. Show yeah. title. Burn their looms. <laughs> burning, the, burning the looms. Burning the looms. Yes. Yeah. Loss yeah. of, and then this is the, the final social concern, right? Loss. And I, this is what I love too. See, in their language and in their Wikipedia and all the rest, which I'm sure is heavily curated by people invested in this organization, Uh, the, you know, and who everybody wants to play along, whatever. So, but they put the loss of many jobs to automatic processes and IT controlled processes, especially for blue collar workers in the social arena, not the economic. Right, right. So you're this little social animal scurrying around trying to make sure your kids live in a neighborhood that's safe and go to a decent school and all the rest. That's a social concern to these people. 
Right. That you right. can't make a living now with two so-called blue collar jobs in the household and raise a family. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Like if we um, could run a, they could run, you could run a perfect zoo if it wasn't for all these pesky animals. That's exactly right. If it weren't yeah. for these pesky Americans and their ideas of freedom and, yeah. and their weapons and all their ass, boy, we could really, we'd yeah. be 30 years, we'd be 30 years into the future if it weren't right. for this darned constitution. Yeah. This bill of yeah. rights is a real problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is, this is crazy. This, uh, you know, this just seems to be some one dude's kind of uh, idea, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't think much of it if it wasn't, I mean, if it wasn't behind the Davos thing, which you do hear about every year and really seems like a <clears throat> a conference of like movers and shakers, you know? Yeah, I'm looking, I, I, there was something else that I saw on this page. Ah, the fourth industrial revolution marks the beginning of the imagination age. And there's a link to um, the imagination age. What do you think about that? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I got a feeling that whatever their definition of imagination is, it's... I'm going to be generous here. It is not my definition of imagination. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to. Yeah. What is your definition of imagination? Because <laughs> the first thing I think of is Terry Gilliam and time bandits, right? Yeah. Okay. That's imaginative. That is imaginative. Creative. Yeah. It's an yeah. evergreen Fan movie, a classic. Yeah. Fantastical. Um, I, I remember, um, I remember when I, and this is a brief sidetrack, but I think about it all the time. When I started my current job, my current day job, um, I had a lengthy discussion with the guy who hired me. Um, he's a guy who actually personally knew David Foster Wallace, just like mm. coincidentally, huh. even though he's got nothing to do with that world. Anyway, so we were talking and, and you know, telling him my background and being honest about it as a writer and having an MFA and, you know, why I had these huge gaps in my engineering, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, he said, oh, you seem like you must be a pretty creative guy. I was like, ah, yeah, I mean, I guess. And uh, at some point in, later in the conversation, he said, you know, sometimes the work we do requires some creativity. And I thought, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it might be intellectually challenging. It might be, you know, and, and not to say it's all terrible, but like, it's not, it's not creative. It's not creative, like writing a novel. No, creative yeah. isn't like you add up numbers and come up with a number that works. It's not. No. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a certain kind of madness that you have to indulge in yourself. Yeah. Anybody who tells you that you have to work in your craft, work on your craft, yes. But if yeah. you don't have that divine spark of yeah. madness inside you, right? The art's going to be flat. It's, it's bundled up with the soul. Mm -hmm. I th I think yeah, and, mm. and certain people are better at certain people are better at letting it come out than other people for sure. But yeah, well, the imagination is the imagination. I almost think of as like a a uh, internal and yet somehow shared dimension uh, that you can actually like interact with. Well, this is maybe not that far off. So do you know who Char Charlie McGee was? No. I, I think I maybe had heard the name. In any case, so the imagination age is a theoretical period beyond the information age where creativity and imagination will become the primary creators of economic value. In contrast, the main activities of the information age are analysis and thinking. Well, according to this, yeah. we should absolutely lean in to yeah. the Davos set because it sounds like they're going to bring us into a halcyon future where yeah. artists such as ourselves, Brad, and yeah. podcasters will be the yeah. 
primary creators of economic value. The concept holds that technologies like virtual reality, user-created content, and YouTube will change the way humans interact with each other and create economic and social structures. A key concept is that the rise of an immersive virtual reality, the cyberspace or the metaverse, will raise the value of imagination work done by designers, artists, et cetera, over rational thinking as, as the foundation of culture and economics. Well, I think there are a lot of musicians who... Yeah whose music you can find on Spotify, who probably disagree yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah, who are also bartenders. Right, yeah. yeah. Some argue that the imagination age has already started given uh, that imagination is the most valued skill in our modern society. Bullshit. <laughs> Total, yeah. complete yeah. rubbish. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, what, this, what this sounds like to me is the carrot that they're dangling in front of us as they destroy the working class. Right. And they right. ascend to their Mars rover colonies right. in, the, right. in deep space right. of, the, of the near future. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's a, uh, it, yeah. Enjoy your, enjoy your magic. What is that? Uh, what is that thing in like the 1600s, the precursor to the TV where it has a light in it and the thing spins around? Oh, the magic lantern. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. We're going to, we're going to go live on Mars. You enjoy your cybernetic magic lantern. Right. The first thing they're going to set up on Mars is a podcast studio. Right. <laughs> right. The, because the imagination is what matters. Right. Right. The first thing on Mars is going to be, the, it's going to be the, uh, the come town guys. It's going to be their children. <laughs> on Mars talking about you yeah. know doing come town bits right and it's going to be for the ladies it's going to be a true crime podcast on Mars yeah cuz that's yep. what we need to do we have to colonize Mars to yeah. send better podcasts down to earth yeah because yeah. the imagine because as as it says here uh uh, the the imagination age is going to be where creativity and imagination will become the primary creators of economic value and some argue we're already there yeah cool all right, I'll just wait for my check here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When that shows up, that'd be great. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't buy it. I mean, I feel like that's it's it. it more people are um, creating. More people are probably creating, sharing, and engaging with um, creative work. But I don't think it's any easier to monetize than it ever has been, really. You, you know what's, because I don't just want to sound like a bitter old guy yeah. here, but you know what's crazy is that you get into this and now, because I'm still on the Wikipedia, I will get off so that we can kind of, you know, I'll get off Wikipedia yeah. so we can kind of go back and forth here. But you, you're on the page. One of the see also links is Indigo Era, which sounds to me like the Indigo Children, and That's indeed it is, which is very... The Indigo Children is very woo-woo and far out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it really does only take you a few clicks from these seemingly professional people until you're, you're at Burning Man with them. Yeah. Yeah. They're half naked and telling you about their ayahuasca trip. But in public life, they have this front-facing right. look right. Uh, because it's expensive to go to Burning Man every yeah. year. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 Fascinating. So uh, th there's something called the Indigo Era. It's a concept first published in 2016, always by international businessman Mikhail Friedman, the co-founder of Letter One, an in, uh, international investment business. Okay. He, right. <laughs> just like, what? 
He used the term to describe what he views as an emerging new era of economies and economics based on ideas, innovation, and creativity, blah, blah, right, blah, right, right. which he sees as replacing economies which are based on possession of natural resources. The word right. indigo was initially cho chosen based on the term indigo children, which yeah. has been used to describe people with unusual and innovative abilities. Uh, they're, they're just grabbing words from the air yeah. Yeah. and doing it, it and having ghostwriters write books and then yeah. having co conferences every year to raise their yeah. profiles so they right. can invest in the next uh, TikTok or whatever is coming yeah. along. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And right. meanwhile, and meanwhile, the, where they're actually making their money is, is coming those individuals or they're actually making their money is probably from like real estate holdings, uh, investments in like uh, oil, oil, energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where all right. the money actually. And, and somebody controls yeah. the infrastructure that moves all this stuff around. Right. One of the reasons Amazon is as big as it is is because yeah. it sells web services. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a real thing going on behind all of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I just it just smells like a bunch yeah. of hooey to me. Yeah, yeah. how much and, oil money does it take to have a conference about the indigo era? Right, exactly. Yeah. How much <laughs> legacy family money going back to the era of slavery, usury, right. etc. does right. it take to to live in Paris, uh, uh, you know, uh, summer in uh, Nice, uh, you know, and you're in Switzerland and then you have a place in New York. All of this stuff yeah. doesn't come from the amount who, who has the right. luxury to sit back and, and you know, the, the indigo children really are going to create the future. Right. It's going right. to be wonderful. Right. Right. It's just a bunch of, it's the same. And, and they, 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 it feels like leisure domain. It feels like the magician yeah. has his hand over here while he's picking your pocket. We're going we're gonna to automate all the jobs, but yeah. don't worry. Your children are going to. Don't worry. We will own a car that you can periodically rent from us that will drive you to where you want to go. That so will play the, the Come Town 2.0 podcast from the moon. Right. <laughs> oh no, Mars. Sorry. We're right. Mars. We're yeah. all going to Mars. See, my, yeah. my, my favorite thing about all this stuff is how then you look around and materially around you, the world is in a paper shredder. It's just getting yeah. worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Americans can't get health care. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The universities have been proven to be this completely corrupt institution. There are oh. fewer and fewer institutions to hang your, you know, yeah. hang your hat on in the country. Yeah. Uh, so we can't keep, even. Mm -hmm. Got to keep inventing like inventing new forms of i don't want to say accreditation but inventing new forms of imprimatur right of like imprimatur oh, yeah imprimatur there yeah, you go yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah you're oh we're part of the world economic forum aren't you right. just a bunch of guys with a bunch of money like yeah really are you yeah. really and you like, all went to super elite schools and, yeah uh but you're diverse too but you right. all went to super elite schools yeah. and yeah. blah 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 yeah it's it's just power and they they th this power needs a way to be funneled and moved around and people do need ideas about the future in order to to sure. envisage yeah, yeah. it but i'm really not that interested in what these economists have to say anymore i'm just no. not i don't i don't i look around you know, my material circumstances in the United States and the situation that we're dealing with now with COVID. Yeah. And I, just, I don't believe uh, anyone. I don't trust no. anyone in a, in a position of power or authority no. at this point. No, yeah. no. well, you see when things, you start to see as time goes on, you start to see the um, uh, disconnection between all of the all of the respected economic markers and then the actual situation, right? So, you know, stock market went up, up to 30,000 or whatever and like, or the Dow went up to 30,000. <laughs> so what, what does that even, like, what does that even mean? People, How does that have People who are veterans, yeah. Korean War veterans, yeah. uh, World War II veterans, 
who we're constantly paying uh, lip service to, have been dying alone in hospital this year uh, because their loved ones haven't been able to visit them due to the COVID uh, tyranny, the restrictions. Right. And And meanwhile, billionaires have added over, American billionaires have added something like a trillion dollars to their overall worth. And we do do nothing and we sit on our hands and they allow us to tell, you know, they, we allow them to tell us that we can't go here or there. It's crazy. I mean, this has become, are we still even allowed to travel internationally? I mean, you can't go to Canada. I know that. I don't know about other countries. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I need some poutine. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to go to Canada two weeks ago for a very exciting trip and that's had to cancel that Mm -hmm. so we'll see if that comes back is that one of your uh one of your special trips brad yeah yeah i was gonna go have a little ceremony and you're you're an indigo child i am an indigo i guess i am an indigo child yeah where is my check that's what i want to know and i don't i didn't even get the 1200 dollar check i guess i I asked myself as somebody who makes money no i make too much money yeah apparently i i Maybe I didn't qual- I don't know. The IRS, like when I tried to get it, the IRS basically pretended like I didn't exist. I love like, we can't find you. We're like, dealing- how do you know where to send all my shit? Like, how do you know? Yeah. They'll like, definitely find you if you everybody. stop paying. Yeah. How do they you- will find you. Yeah. They you literally, have- the IRS website said they couldn't find me. I was trying to reach the IRS one day for some urgent documentation. Um, we, were, we were trying to buy a house. We're going to buy a house next year. But you, I quite literally could not reach them. And I had, I had gone through, you can, you can look up online, there's a cheat code to reach the IRS, to try and reach a human. Okay. You have to do a certain methodical set of things. It's very tricky. You have to get through like four different branches of the sort of phone right. logic chain. And then you have right. to let it ask you a couple times and it yeah. works, but then you're like, hang, you know, it says, hang on, we'll get you to someone. And yeah. then it rings a few times, there's music, and then it goes, we're sorry. Because of call volume, we can't answer the phone. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, like three people in the country manage to get through it in a volume of calls. It's just, right. You're supposed to get up in the morning at 7 a.m. and make that phone call. Yeah, I have this it's feeling just, that in all of the IRS offices, there's just like one phone. <laughs> one. Well, yeah, it's like the end of Brazil. And it's not even the phone that's got all the different lines on it. You remember those that have all the little lights? Mm-hmm. No, it's like literally an old Bakelite phone. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's connected to Wi-Fi. Right, right, right. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they call it the, the Schwab, the Herr Schwab. You're trying to reach. I, I just, I cannot, <laughs> you know, I don't want to pick on this guy, although it's just like you puff yourself up to be this yeah. thing. And then people have to go and actually live in the world. And yeah. It is, it is surreal. It's a surreal disconnect. It's a, this cognitive dissonance that they're shoving down our yeah. throats that this bright yeah. new, new future, this brave new world is coming. Well, you know, I got to say, so I, we're talking Thanksgiving Day and, and um, talking about, you know, things you're grateful for. And, and uh, one thing that I like, to, um, I like to sometimes think about in terms of gratitude is it's really easy to be grateful for the good things in your life. And you should be grateful for them. I think it's I think it's healthy psychologically, spiritually to remember that you're grateful for good things. But sometimes I'd like to think about what is it in negative things, negative mm. aspects of my life that I should be grateful for. And right. as part of my, you know, a part of my line of work, I am, I go into literal sewers with feces in them. And, um, Hey, don't talk about the show like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the shift in the meaning of literal, you got it like actual. <laughs> L- littoral, like the right. ocean? 
<laughs> but what I realized about d- doing that and the fact that somebody has to do that, um, and then there are people who, who have jobs uh, related to mine that are even worse, who have to go in there and like spend all day doing construction work under these conditions and that sort of right. thing. And it's necessary for the world to function, basically. Right. One thing I'm grateful about for all those experiences is it really makes me laugh at these like futurism, like we're going to plan the whole world kind of thing. Because I just start thinking about like, well, you guys know when you flush the toilet, it's got to go somewhere, right? Right. It's it's like there's a real world that you have to interact with and people crap and pee mm-hmm. and sleep with people they shouldn't get addicted to drugs and they you know spend all day on twitter right right and they steal and they lie Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. you know all these things and none of these sort of totalizing visions of how the future should be do a very good job whatsoever of dealing with that the grit of actually having a human society maybe that's exactly what i resent in this is that it's yeah. it is kind of the disnification of right. corporate culture it's this right. whitewashing of right. things uh, it's you take a rodent and you turn it into this into this children's icon you take this dirt right. animal that in in nature you would if you had have mice in your house you go oh, let's get a cat yeah. i gotta get rid of it and you take yeah. it in and you make it this um antiseptic thing and those websites in their language everything is so antiseptic and neutered and inhuman and then they talk about creativity and it's like have you read a novel lately have you read any classic literature it's all about affairs and uh, death and murder and that's what that's what ah, that's what people want that's what people want so yeah if you make yeah so in your future vision where everything yeah for them creativity is like and not to denigrate this as creativity, but them to them, creativity is uh, indistinguishable from like economic value. Well, the economic value, but also like design, which again, uh, isn't yeah. bad. I'm not saying I'm not then there's a lot of talent and thought and craft that goes into designing things, mm-hmm. but that's what I think they mean by creativity. Right. And also like like organizational structure is right. You you are telling me you have found a way to increase value by 80% by destroying these 4,000 jobs. You are a creator. Right. 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 And you're telling me you, but you also built the the housing and you put these people on UBI and oh, you're a think entrepreneur at the WEF forum. And now, you know, we're going to give you a keynote and you fly here and you'll never have to see the peasants again. Right, right, right. right. I mean, it's, it's so clearly classist and and, uh, ridiculous um, for for those of us who have to live in reality. In the this actual is, world, yeah. This is one of the things about universities that, that have, they've done. See, I, my, I think my, a lot of my experience is colored, of course, by the fact that I went to this urban campus. I went to the University mm-hmm. of Minnesota. You're, you walk off campus, you know you're off campus. The campus yeah. is inside the city. It's yeah. not some cloistered away thing. The, the, if you want to have a, a fun day in LA, go to the USC campus and watch these, these young people these beautiful, gorgeous, tanned young people, yeah. and then yeah. take a walk like one half mile north right, of campus right. yeah. to Skid Row. Yeah. Oh, you are, we're, it's, yeah. it, the, the dissonance is just absolutely yeah. brutal. And I don't know, do they have a plan for this? No. Do they have, it seems to me, 
that these, these futurists, it's like they're putting all their energy and all their stuff into this future that it just doesn't feel like we're all going to get, it feels like we're not all invited to that party. Oh, the vast majority of us are not invited to that party. I mean, you know, you got to decide whether you'd even want to be invited to that party or not. Right. I'm sure the music sucks. Right. But it is, it is, it's, it does make one slightly resentful that like, yeah, that's not even going to include you by any means or anybody, you know, probably you're there, but you are on the periphery. Right. Uh, And if you have a job at all, it's going to be degrading as hell. Yeah. Uh, Right. Monitor you. Right. Uh, And, and, but this is, and then if you also really want to get angry there, you may skate by, but your children and their children may not. And so these people have ideas about what your grandchildren are going to do with their, their work life. Right. Uh, And I don't know that I like that. Uh, No. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's all very... They're really good at trying to have a, a facade of... of Benevolence and kind benevolence. of... Yeah, yeah. but, it, but it, it has all these dark implications that I don't think you've got to scratch that deep to start to see them personally, but maybe some people think... Well, the more totally... governance is, is globalized, the less say you have. So if you have yeah. an idea of, of democracy... Uh, if you're whether you're on the left or the right, if you have yeah. this American ideal of like we're a republic and, and but we, yeah. you know, we do a you know, democratic votes and then we have a system's a little Byzantine, right? It's not straight yeah. up down, but right. you, if you have any allusion to that, you know these people they they're technocratic globalists who you don't fit. You don't fit into their spreadsheet, man. The, like you really don't. Not and, as ni- not as nicely as they'd like. Yeah. Right. 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 You know I. Um, pardon this diversion and I hope it's sort of interesting. So when I was at the University of Texas, I took a class on um, history of Africa and it jumped all over the place. And even calling a class a history of Africa is a little denigrating because it's a it's an enormous continent, right? And, and so it's, it's made up of many, 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 many histories. But part of it we studied was um, in Nigeria, the po- in, the, in the era just towards the end of English colonization of Nigeria, um, there was an, a historical event called the Women's War. And one thing that happened is the English government, the English colonial government, decided that they were going to cast a census. They were going to conduct a census, right? So they were going to count every person. And the based on the older, I don't know if it was Yoruba that these people believed in or these older animist religions, Count being counted, counting and, and revealing to God how many people there were was basically asking for catastrophe. And so when the census started coming up, the, 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 the Nigerians were not having it. Like they refused to be counted on these, de- on these theological grounds. Wow. And now where I'm sort of relating to this, the 1800 census is, it seems like innocuous. You're just writing people and how many people live here, blah, 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 blah. But the techno futuristic version of that is everybody is plugged into the internet of things basically. Right. Right. Everybody is counted in part of the network and your your location and your weighted value within that system is all known. And so I don't know. I think about like those people in Nigeria. Okay. That 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 little thing. That yeah. little thing is, is and then, the, but they probably, there was some shaman probably got mm-hmm. wicked high and had a right. vision of yeah. the counters. And he said, we're not going to do it. We're not going to start there because if we begin, it will end here. It's not that. Right. This, right. Leads, uh, this leads us to, this, 
Yeah. Yeah. And so I, whenever I see the more we get sort of pulled into the machine, I, I always think about that moment in, in history of, and like, think I, there's, to me, there's some, there's some truth to that. I think that all of this COVID business, the med, the medicalized tyranny that we're dealing with right now, uh, really began at, after Iraq, after the invasion of Iraq and the surrender of our civil liberties. Yeah, uh, they're they're testing. They're they're pushing the boundary. They're going as oh, yeah. farther and farther. Just seeing how much. It's a stress test to just see how much yeah. you'll accept. How, how yeah, much will you? Yeah, how much can you get yeah. away with? Yeah, no, you push it. You, know, you push it up a little bit, and you get some pushback. So you come back, but you never go back to the original position. And then a little right. bit of time goes by, and you push back a little bit further. Yep. And then you get some pushback, so you come back, but again, not to the same position. Still taking our well. When they, what do they say? They, Cthulhu always moves left. Right. You're always, always moves, moves to more totalitarian control. He mm-hmm. swims left, uh, even though he is this force of chaos, like it's like it just can't, it inexorably heads in this direction of, right. of right. Uh, control. Right. And uh, the, the agglomeration of power in a centralized way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And right. So we're still it's, wearing our, yeah, uh, we're still wearing, we're still taking our shoes off at the airport. You're, right, you're, right, 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 right. And so you're still going to be wearing a mask to go grocery shopping in 2022, I think. I think that it's it's possible. And I think certainly if it's not at the grocery stores, it will be in places like the airport. You'll yeah. be expected to have it. There will all be all these, you know, stratified regulations about it. It's yeah, really it's really degrading. The airport is really interesting. And I'm sure there's been some writing on this. The airport is this sort of societally liminal space where like, basically the rules don't apply the way mm. they do on the mm-hmm. outside world right yeah. like yeah yeah you're you're under much further scrutiny you can't disagree with anything really there's no room to push back um if you inter you know um god forbid you do something that delays a flight by 30 seconds they'll throw you in the gulag like <laughs> yeah a, i, I like think a foreign that, country you're in with different yeah rates. you're right you're absolutely yeah. right i thought about airport uh, airports uh and airplanes a lot and were you yeah. talking about planes or airports Air, both i guess yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah airports are this strange dreamscape um and uh they are, I, I think it, uh, some of that has to do with the way that airlines are always bailed out. They're seen as yeah. some sort of weird hybrid government right. uh, corporate thing. And I guarantee they're probably a good investment. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can't lose, it seems like. Yeah. They won't allow you to lose if you invest in an airline. Yeah, maybe I'm a, wrong. I, what do I know? This is a little bit of a sidetrack, but not really. I crack up every time I'm in an airport and I see the captain with his little military cap and like, <laughs> like, like the vague, yes, it's actually very... metals, but there's mm. like a vague militarization, like right. he's got epaulets or whatever. Yeah. All right, right, and right. It's like, captain? Are yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you gotta, yeah, yeah I mean, it's mostly fly by wire, but I mean, I'm not going to talk <laughs> smack about pilots. I mean, yeah, it, no, it, it's not that, that. they, yeah. I, they're, yeah. I, they do a job that I probably couldn't handle the precision and the stress of it. And I, right. But it is a little bit like a farce to it. Where you're, you're like, you're, there is, yeah, airplane really got at it, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Imagine if they, uh, please don't remake airplane, but if they did yeah. now, the, the TSA agents, the whole, oh, now we have, yeah. we've got our metal badges and everything. It's right. just like, right. give me a yeah 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 and if you didn't know better you would assume that a tsa agent was like a police officer right yeah they have some authority over your life they can just like a random per they make you know they're just like a random person right they probably see but see this is where right yeah exactly but this is where uh, you know i the the imaginative future i i I still think that they're going to have those little 
those little quizzling Stasi types who are going to have to do those jobs <laughs> for the for the theatricality of it. Those jobs yeah. will probably triple. There'll be okay. more bomb dogs at the airport. It'll be yeah. more because they're going to have to keep people distracted and busy somehow. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's always going to be that need. So either they're going to wipe out a bunch of people or, yeah. or they're, or they're going to have to figure out over generations, how to control people from having more than one child. Right. They're going to have to like come down from replacement right. you know, rate birth rates. Yeah. And, you know, or they're going to have to distract people. And it's going to be a war. There's course, right. of course right. we're heading toward, I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to say right now, um, on this podcast, I'm putting a pin in it that presuming Biden takes office yeah. within four months, we are going to have the next boogeyman because right now. And what is Wait. So like COVID is the current boogeyman? Uh, no, I actually think Trump is the current boogeyman. Oh, oh okay, okay. Uh, boogeyman, uh, Noriega, uh, okay. Saddam, okay. Uh, an, actual, an actual no, the, person. You're yeah. It'll be an actual person, a boogeyman yeah. who does something uh, probably over in the middle East. Right. Yeah. Cause it was cause Trump, what kind of neutralized uh, North Korea. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but so Trump has been the boogeyman because America right. always has the boogeyman script running. The American media always oh, yeah, yeah, has yeah. the bad guy, the heel, yeah. uh, who, you know, or whatnot. And so that's yeah. coming. Okay. And I, that's like a, that's, it's like a primary you can't you can't conduct like a narrative engineering that we're trying to do without that really i don't think yeah it's yeah. inevitable and i don't think if trump goes away that he he, he can't play that role anymore right so right. and the same thing will happen to trump that happens to all american presidents in in eight years in 10 years we'll look back on him fondly and we'll go yeah. oh what a clown wow he oh uh, you know and his funeral will be yeah. attended and the gravitas yeah. and he yeah. will blah 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 yeah. it's it's just it's so he's predictable. Definitely, he's definitely going to get a TV show, I think. <laughs> what? I don't even know. What, what does that even look like? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, like, I had that realization the other day that, uh. like, once – because I, I, um, I don't want to get in the weeds of, like, the Biden-Trump. I've been not paying attention to it. I do think Biden is going to end up being the guy in office. There will be some kerfuffle and all of that. But it hit me the other day that as soon as Trump is, like, finally out, it, it's TV show time. And I don't know, I don't know exactly what that is or what it's going to look like. It, it, you, you say this, except I, the only reason I would doubt it is that I think we have not seen the last of that family. And I think well, yeah. that the, the, the children, anything that, that might compromise their, politi yeah. their political future, they'll yeah. stay away from it. Yeah. But it could be something fun with uh, President Trump and his hotels. There's any number yeah. of things they right. can do. My, my wife has convinced, and, and I, I, I really, I think I agree with her, that Ivanka Trump is going to run in 2024. Wow. And she'll win. <laughs> Put a pin in it on the show. I if she this. ran, she would win, right? Because she would I, get all of the Trump voters plus some Republicans who didn't really like Donald Trump. Right. You'll get a ton of women voters. Yeah. Um, I think she did. Rubio as the yeah. SVP. If she, I mean, she'd have to do some things between now and then to make it happen. She'd have to run an excellent campaign and she'd have to continue to remain in the public eye and she'd have to not, she'd have to really not drop the ball or anything. Mm. But like, I think that's a real possibility. Yeah. She's well, fairly charismatic. She could, she speaks well, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. I, I'm not even, I, I think what might, what might hurt her though is <clears throat> the, the id poll situation yes. around the fact that by then we're almost certainly going to have a, a woman president. Uh, because of if Biden gets in, I mean, what do you think the chances are? And I, I mean, no ill will in, uh, to anyone here, but I mean, what do you really think the chances are of? Uh, yeah, of I mean, that all felt like that all felt like um, the Democratic Party basically saying, "Oh, you don't want Kamala in? Well, she's going to be in anyway." It was weekend at Bernie's. It still is. Yeah. This yeah. is we're watching weekend at Bernie's here. 
<laughs> it feels like it. It totally feels like it. I, I don't know what else to say. And yeah, what we're, yeah. we're, we're still going to have that house party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, man, house party's a good time. You might as well have a good time. Well, Brad, our future with the World Economic Forum is probably destroyed. I think we just ruined our chances. And because, you know, they're doing, you know, they, they go deep on their background checks when you apply. Sure. Yeah. Actually, I mean, just clicking on the apply now, I've already probably had some kind of background check. Right. They probably know they're looking at your Google history. <laughs> yeah. There's like yeah. a new light next to my webcam that I didn't see before. <laughs> it's got a red. It looks like an eye. <laughs> it's just so fascinating. I mean, this is just, yeah, yeah. The World Econo- Economic Forum. <clears throat> hmm. Well, Brad, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your friendship. I'm I'm thankful for the people who listen to Get This. This is Get yeah, This uh, uh, Podcast.com. It's the yeah. show about things people love. Today it was this show, I guess, about our our unhinged theories about the <laughs> World <laughs> Economic <laughs> Forum. Well, yeah. It's, what, what, what yeah. Do we, yeah. So what do we love? We love something in there. Uh, yeah, I love the I love Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you <laughs> go. There you yeah, go. there's a lot to be thankful for. And look, I you know I am optimistic. I still think we have in the United States we have the Constitution. We do have certain uh, standards of living and, and sort yes. of modes of behaving and yeah. We, yeah yeah i need to temper all whenever i get like a little ranty i feel like i need to temper it with like I, there isn't a time another time that i would rather be alive it's you wouldn't just, roll the dice and go yeah and go yeah i'd rather but but yeah there are things that i see that i don't like I guess. But yeah, it's Kevin, man. Thanks. I'm, thanks for doing this. I'm grateful for you too, man. I'm glad that I can come on here every once in a while and just like spout my mouth off and, yeah. and you have me back. And uh, It's a hoot, man. Wait, where can yeah. people find you? Uh, basically, Twitter is the best thing. Brad Kelly, B-R-A-D-K-E-L-L-Y on Twitter. And then my website is uh, or I have fiction, short fiction. I've got a podcast coming out um, starting early next year, which is basically an audiobook of of my, my novel, House of Sleep. Um, I'm writing a monthly column. I don't know if it's a column if you're doing it for yourself, but I'm going to call it a column. I'm writing a monthly tarot column. Um, oh, yeah. Second edition will be out in a week or two. Um, and that's all at bradkellyesqueesque.com. All right. And I'm Kevin Kautzman. Uh, this is the Get This Podcast, getthispodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. And uh, Brad, I hope you enjoy the long weekend with your family. Oh, I will. I will. All right, man. Too, keep, keep an eye out for those, those lights that turn on randomly. I will. All right. All Later. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.